to start the show. Welcome to the Power Friendship Podcast, episode 71. We have a special guest, special guest today, the Come On Man Podcast. Tell them who you are, man. Tell them, tell them what you do. Tell them what you do. Uh, my name is Paul. I host the Come On Man Podcast. It was a podcast that originally started out of a, a group of guys on Facebook uh, called the 3% Man Facebook group. It was a group of guys that were studying... Uh, I don't know if you guys if you guys are familiar with him, but there's an author named uh, Corey Wayne. He wrote a book called How to Be a Three Percent Man, mm-hmm. and uh, all of us in that group had realized that we sucked with women at some point, and started studying this book and applying the principles to it. And uh, at some point in that journey, uh, I I got this great idea to start a podcast and interview the guys in the group and uh the guy who founded the group his name was uh, chris kokoski uh i asked if that was cool and he was like yeah man and uh it's it's just blown up since then i've had big names on um you know not just the guys in the group but i've had you know like rollo tomasi on i've had rich cooper on all, almost all of the rule zero guys i think there's i think i need uh modern life dating john on there now but other than that <laughs> i think i've gotten everybody else so <laughs> Yeah, it's been it's been a, a fun process and just uh, you know, not just learning Corey Wayne stuff, but learning um, all sorts of ways to game women. And I and I say game women. It's not like uh, we're not using women. Uh, we're not doing anything bad. It's just the the whole idea of courtship is a game in itself. So that's what I mean by that. Right. 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 So, like, with, like, this podcast, like, what has, like, been, like, the hardest thing about doing a podcast from your, from your perspective? Uh, the hardest part would be sitting down before having a guest and writing up bullet points. <laughs> and, like, especially, uh, so I just had, I, I just recorded an episode with a gal. Um, she's real big on, on TikTok. I, I think she has, like, 60,000 followers. For me, that's really big. Uh, it's not that big, but I say I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> but she she's a cool chick. She's been on the podcast like this is her fourth time, and she did a video on uh, how we should bring back bullying. And I and I I saw that video and I was like, absolutely, like let's bring back bullying. Let's do a whole podcast on it. And she's like, yeah, let's let's do that. It's so then when I actually sat down, I was like, how can I stretch out the topic of bullying for, and, and, and try and make it a good thing uh, for a whole hour. So trying to sit down and come up with that kind of stuff that I think that's the hardest as far as like getting guests, as far as like, you know, actually recording and talking what, to people that all that stuff's easy. What, but what was the, uh, the guest that like, like that was the one for you like the, the, the hardest one like for you to get that you would think you would never get but you got rich cooper yeah mm-hmm. yeah because he well up to so up until that point uh he was probably the biggest name in the men's space out there right uh that i had gotten on the show and i was fortunate enough to get uh dr robert glover to come on the podcast um, he wrote a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy. Um, then after, right after him, I was able to get Rolo Tomasi to come on. And then, uh, so I sort of leveraged uh, having those two guests on 
uh, when I reached out to Rich and I said, Hey, just so you know, I've interviewed these guys already, uh, you know, and he knew most of them. So I said, Hey, you know, ask them about their experience, but I'd love to have you on. And he's, he was actually, uh, really cool with it. He was like, yeah, let's do it, man. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. Like I didn't realize how easy it actually is to get, um, some of these bigger names on, but it's, it's actually not that hard as long as you uh, pitch them well, you know, and you're not trying to, uh, I, I realized this the other day. So I get people that they, uh, they might have a show and I think you guys did absolutely right. Right. You guys reached out and said, Hey, I want to talk to you. Perfect. Like, let's talk. <laughs> but if you, if you come out and say, Hey, and you start just sharing me all your crap and you're like, Hey, can you post my stuff? Like, no, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just because I just wanted to get like people that was like I just want to step like step outside my comfort zone and just talk to anybody you know and mm. anything like to be like because if I don't know a lot about a subject I just say you know what, I'll talk to them about it or like or hear interesting point of view because I think like TikTok dating has always been like something like that's been like crazy to me like I like how like we are like the gender wars and all that stuff like that I think it's like the wildest thing ever but like it's so intriguing you get stuck in how people are, are men are feeling how men are feeling and how women are feeling it's just like a really like it's just intriguing to me that's it's just like wow shit is tough out there man so like yeah it's it's such a weird like concept where we can't really talk about this like too often it's just like nut up and shut up but it's like you know it's it's good for men to talk about it like men to talk to other men about dating and what what can we do i mean like it's not it's not like it's not um not toxic to talk about it it's like you know genuinely like i want to know how to talk to women i want to know how i can engage because it's like it's also a life skill too like you never know down the line where that could be useful oh absolutely yeah i found i found that in this process of learning what uh women respond to the most and you know leveling up my game to achieve that that it just makes me a better man in general it's actually it's actually a whole entire uh self-help process that makes you like just be better in all areas of your life and then it just happens to be that that kind of stuff is what women respond to so women are a side effect of doing all that stuff you know what i mean yeah because i was like this is a tough it's tough to be approach in general i was like ah. <laughs> So I'm just figuring out as we go. I mean, I figured out as we go, I guess. Because, like, I don't know. Like, it's like, it's like little, like, I never, people don't talk about it as much. So, like, I'm glad that people are, like, finally talking about it now. And get, mm -hmm. Oh, man. Because, boy, oh, boy. It's rough. It's rough out there. It, it is rough out there. I think that's the biggest complaint is um, a lot of, a lot of uh, men, especially, they, they go into each date, like, she's the one this is going to work out like, I've, 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 I've been chatting with her for i've been chatting with this chick for four weeks on tinder i'm finally asking her out and this is going to work out great and it's like then, yeah. then you get jumped beat up and then left for dead but i mean guys like they'll they'll go out they'll they'll meet this chick finally in person and like she'll be a catfish or you know she won't be that interested in him or she'll just straight up ghost him you know there's just a lot of shitty people out there uh, can i cuss on the podcast oh you yeah sure okay cool so <laughs> f this and f that no so 
so a lot of guys get frustrated with that, but also a lot of guys, um, you know, they date with a sniper mentality where they, it's one girl at a time. They're like, okay, I hooked a girl on Tinder. I'm going to put all my effort in this one girl. And then when that doesn't nope. work out, it's so frustrating. Oh man, man. And so <laughs> I, and I did the same thing. I did the same thing for years until I realized like, no, uh, that's not how dating should work. You should actually spin plates. And whether you want to be a, like a player or if you want to settle down with a good woman, uh, spinning plates is still like the best, the most efficient way to date. And that means you date and talk to multiple women at once. Uh, because if one flakes out, one doesn't show up, one ghosts you, who cares? You have like three other chicks that you're talking to. Just yeah. move on, man. Move forward. Keep moving. Because guess what? Because guess what? They're doing that same fucking thing. Absolutely. Yeah. They uh, men call it spinning plates. Women just call it dating. Like, that's how women date normally. Men don't do that. Men date with a sniper mentality. One girl at a time. They think that they're doing. You know, they don't want to be that guy, right? They don't want to be the cheater. They don't want to be the the fuck boy. So. You know, they go into the super nice guy mode and don't do that kind of stuff. Well, that being the fuckboy is going to get you laid. <laughs> you know, even if your intentions are pure, that's how you get laid because that's what women respond to. You know what I mean? Right. You go. I always say go with someone's actions over like their words. Always actions. Actions over the words. That's that's my thing. Or they're like the energy reciprocation. Like, what am I giving? And then if they're giving, that's all I do. I just keep it. Keep it. Whatever I'm getting or, or I'm receiving, and just that—that's what I, that's what I go by. Dude, that's a good, that's a great way of doing it. You know, just match and mirror effort. Yeah, and I kind of like if it's just like if you don't text me back, don't text me back. It's whatever. We have too much. Like I kind of, I kind of like used to be like focus on like now I have like gym, podcast, working out, all type. Of, I kind of like not focus on dating yet. But, it's kind of, I mean, that helps me a lot too. I think you have like dating, it you, doesn't text stuff like that. We have going on, I think you just be, you off. Just don't make it your only thing. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, women should not be uh, a man's primary focus in life. And a lot of guys do. They put their, they put their woman like as up on a pedestal. She's, so important they do everything for her. and you you find out that that's not what women want they want to join your awesome lifestyle and they just want to be the icing on the cake they don't want to be the cake itself right 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 yeah right thanks 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 <laughs> uh also all right another question how did you like all right it wouldn't like you started your podcast how did you like promote it like what did you do oh well when i first started uh, it was, like I said, it was just in that, that 3% man Facebook group. There was about 1400 dudes in that group, uh, already. So I already had an audience built in, which was helpful. That's more than most podcasts. But even with that, uh, in that group today, um, there's, man, I could probably count on two hands, the guys that are actually putting in the work, you know? So there's 1400 dudes in that that group and maybe uh, maybe 10 maybe 20 guys are actually like reading the book 10 to 15 times they're actually going out and testing uh the principles on dates they're actually getting dates uh 
you know, there's only there, there's only a handful of guys that are actually doing the work. The rest of the guys are too lazy to do it. You know, they they read the book a couple times enough to answer the questions to get in the group, and then they just sit there and they ask dumbass questions or just sap up the knowledge of the people that are actually doing it. You know, they're they're total moochers, right? Uh, <laughs> so so because of that, um, I I was only getting maybe sixty downloads an episode. So out of 1,400 people, I was getting 60 downloads. Um, oh. So I realized pretty quickly within probably within the, the first six months of the podcast that I needed to branch out. And uh, the biggest thing <clears throat> that I found was, uh, was TikTok was the biggest way to promote it because um, I, I was dating a gal. This was right at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, and if you go back and listen to the, the very early episodes – uh, I had on a gal called Marine Corps chick and Marine Corps chick was my girlfriend at the time. Uh-huh. And she would put out the dumbest shit on TikTok, right? Like not thirst trap stuff or anything like that. She would, she would be wearing like a hoodie drep, dressing like frumpy as shit and just, you know, you know, do a voiceover or something like, you know, do a lip sync of something and it would get 11,000 views. Oh. And I was like, what the how is this getting 11,000 views? And, and, and so I realized, I go, you know what? I could probably talk about the stuff, you know, the stuff that I talk about on the podcast on TikTok and probably at least get, you know, a couple hundred views, you know, whatever. And then I found out like within the first two months, I had 15,000 followers on my first account. So, and then my, and my, my podcast downloads uh, exponentially increased after that so yeah i would say get on tiktok start making start making short form content that matches your your uh, whatever you're going to talk about on your on your show and then take take what you're doing um this is another thing i started doing right at the same time is uh i started i, I stopped doing audio only and i started also doing video okay and so i would uh i record everything on zoom I'm going to switch, though, to, to uh, Riverbed. There's a, a tool called Riverbed. It's the same price, but it's got way more features for podcasters. And uh, including uh, when you record, right, you could put your guests side by side. So you have that side by side look on YouTube. But when you export it, you could also choose to export it uh, top and bottom so that you can have that vertical view look directly to TikTok or, or Instagram Reels. Riverside. Uh, I think is it FM is called. Yeah, Riverside.fm. It's yeah. it's it's the same price as Zoom and it's got way more features. I, I was just you know, a guest on someone's podcast and they used it. It was magical. What's the pricing, if you don't mind us asking? I think it's a for both of them, it's about twenty bucks a month or oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at and all. I, and you get a discount on both of them for paying for the full year. But, oh wow. Yeah. But if you guys are doing this and making it like eventually planning on uh, doing this full time or making money off this, like that's a tax write off, bro. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> just write that shit off. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that, it's it's a growing it's a growing process for our podcast. Like, eventually, yes, we would like to do video because, like, it's good to have both. Like, you'll have people just listen to the audio, but they were like, "Damn, I wish we could see you." Boom, you could see us, and then you know, it it, it makes you feel a little bit more connected with your uh, with with your fan base. Because if, if they could see you, they'd be like, oh, shit, that guy kind of 
kind of looks like me or like relates to me more because of I don't know whatever he's wearing he or she but yeah when you watch video formats you feel a little bit more closer to whoever's talking yeah I've got I have wrestling belts in my background so a lot of my followers follow me because they're pro wrestling fans yes (laughs) (laughs) see everybody everybody will look at Teb's background because it is just a wall of comics it is beautiful I don't have belts though I want belts (laughs) yeah but you have all these comics and figures bro it's really cool though it's really cool I want the intercontinental white belt so bad I want that so bad (laughs) you know what Uh, so if you go on WWE uh, shop and buy their belt it's like I don't know how much it is like five hundred 500 bucks or something i don't know maybe even a thousand bucks but if you go on etsy uh there's there's guys in india that make the belts for like way less and they're just as good say less because i have a i have an aew championship belt in my background it looks just like the real thing on tv i bought it on etsy for 200 bucks oh yes yes yo yes i need that i need that a lot that's all I was gonna be saying. Yeah, because I wanted like so many. Oh, but uh, speaking of wrestling, all right. Question: How do I how do I get my friend into wrestling? Uh, I, I think you need to invite. Uh, so this is a, <laughs> I got Nurse Chick. Nurse Chick's my girlfriend, right? She is madly into wrestling. Um, chicks will do that though if you're if you have a strong frame. Right, they'll fall into your frame and they'll like whatever you like. It's a, uh, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But the way I try to get people into wrestling, because uh, it, it, it won't work for everybody, but I will invite them over to watch a show, and it's usually try to get them to watch a pay per view because pay per views are the most fun, right? They, they usually save the best stuff for pay per views, right? And as they're, as you're watching it, get really into it. You know, and just be like, did you see that? And if something looks fake, like, call that out. Right? Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, you watched Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I do that and I, I make it seem like it's, it's like I think it's real, but, it, but I do it in a way <clears throat> that uh, I also jokingly, like, they, they know that I know it's not real, mm-hmm. but that's not the point of it. Like, no one watches Game of Thrones and watches battle scenes going, that's fake. They, that, that, that's not real guys you know no, everyone watches it and gets into it right they 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 suspend that disbelief for a minute they they're like we're watching a battle scene right now right that's how you, that's how you have to explain it to people when you're when watching wrestling is it, mm-hmm. look it they're doing look at this look at this they're, this guy's jumping off the top rope doing 15 flips he could land on his on his head and die you know like that stuff's that the, the risks are really there so enjoy it for what it is. It's like a live action uh, stunt show, you know, that has a storyline with it. And then once people get that concept and they can get into the entertainment aspect of it, then they'll get into it. Mm. Do you have a, a, a match that you would show them personally or like a, a match that you would show someone that like, do you get into wrestling? A, a specific match that got someone into wrestling? Yeah. Or like that you like, you know, watch this and then let me know what you think. You know, or that you just... uh, no, I, I don't think I've I've ever thought of that before. I would say, if there was a match, my favorite match of all time, I think, would be Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho at at the Tokyo Dome. That that match was probably the best match I've ever seen in my life. That match was fire. That, yeah. match, that match was dope. 
Yeah, I've heard like I've heard Jim Ross say, uh, you know, Ric Flair versus, uh, you know, Steamboat or, you know, I've heard people say Macho Man versus mm-hmm. uh, versus Steamboat. <laughs> like those, those were good matches back in the day, you know, and you can go on the WWE network and, and watch like those, those old matches. But uh, no, nah, like I, Jericho and, 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 uh, and Omega just, they put together such a great package with that. And then in Japan, like everything's stiffer in Japan. Yes. So it looks way more real in Japan, I think. Yeah. It's a little scarier for me when that bottom man, that was like, yeah. I'm good. He's he had but to do. I said no, 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 <laughs> no, no. It's worse too. I was like, all right, we gotta cut. We gotta cut this. It's like, oh, I can't believe I'm watching because New Japan just hits hard, man. It hits hard. I can't. I can't watch uh, New Japan stuff like normal stuff because uh, I, I don't know. They're the way they film it. Yes. Um, like, it's just. It's it is different. It is different. I was like, okay. It's yeah, because kind of- because the audience is quiet. It's like watching. It's like watching WWE during the pandemic. Um, you know, like they, when, before they did the the whole like screen Thunderdome thing or whatever they called it, uh, and it was just empty arenas. Like it, I couldn't watch that. That took me out of WWE for months because I I was like, this is boring, man. Like you need the crowd in the background losing their shit. Like that's a part of it. And uh, I thought AEW handled the pandemic the best by having the wrestlers. Uh, ringside acting yeah. as the audience themselves that, that, that added the audience the ambiance that you need yeah mm. so who are your top five favorite wrestlers <clears throat> oh geez i don't know if i've ever made a top five list before stone cold is probably my favorite of all time okay uh rick flair's always been a favorite of mine but not but because of his wrestling ability but because of his persona um oh. i've always loved the rock you know, I'm, I'm an Attitude Era guy. I, I, I didn't really get into this stuff till Attitude Era. So I'd say Stone Cold and The Rock. Uh, let's see here. Modern days. Uh, I love John Moxley. He's probably he's probably one of my favorites. Um, yeah, he's- and then and then uh, in WWE, man, there's so many good guys in, in WWE. I would say uh, I've always like I've always liked John Cena. You know, he's yeah, even. Even though like they, they pushed him so hard and everyone hated him for a long time, like his matches were were super well told. You know, yeah, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. Is there okay? This got to be all right. Is there a wrestler that you want on your podcast? Oh, dude, I I'd, I'd talk to any of them. I've had a wrestler on my podcast. Um, he goes by the Navajo Warrior. You oh. you probably cool. never heard of him. Cool. Um, that is a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> So he, so the Navajo Warrior, he uh, he actually does wrestle on TV, but on small shows like uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, Championship Wrestling from Arizona. He's also the technical director or something like that for WWE 2K Games. Oh, whoa! Yeah. So, so he he actually works with the talent, um, and you know gets them deals, works with them on licensing agreements, and also gets in. The the guys that they actually have on the on the 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 video game itself aren't the wrestlers, right? Obviously, it's a video game, but to right. to get the moves in right, what they'll do is they'll he he told me they'll have uh, like independent wrestlers come in, they'll put on a bodysuit and do all the moves of the WWE guys. Oh, yeah, 
And wow. That's dope. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so you guys know who Ricochet is? Yes, that's the man. That's yeah. the man. So he told me that before Ricochet got signed to WWE, he would he would actually come into the studio, and I think he did all the moves for like The Rock and stuff. You know, that's but, dope. But that's yeah, so that so he knows all those guys. Now he does uh, strongman competitions, um, which I don't know if you know that. I asked him what the difference between like powerlifting and strongman is, and he goes, "Oh, it's 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 pro wrestling. It's entertainment." <laughs> he goes, "We're we're lifting heavy stuff, but it's you know uh, it's it's." You know, we're lifting odd stuff because it's weird to look at and it, it brings eyes on the sport and stuff. So he's doing yeah. that now. But, but yeah, that, man, I, I would interview anybody. <laughs> cool. Have you thought about pro wrestling yourself? No. I've thought about it. Uh, maybe, you know, when I first got back into this stuff. So I, I, I was really into pro wrestling when I was in the Navy. And then I got married and my now ex-wife, uh, notice I said ex-wife, she hated wrestling. So we never watched it. So we were married for 14 years and that first year that we were separated and I was living alone, I tuned back into WWE just to, you know, I was bored one night and immediately got back into it. And, um, after that I was like, Oh, I wonder where can I train for this? You know? And I started looking into that. There's schools out here in Colorado. Uh, but then I realized, dude, it's like, I, first of all, I'm way past my prime. Like now I'm 43. What are you? Man, you look good, man. <laughs> you look Thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, but but then then I look at stories like Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page didn't didn't get into wrestling like actual wrestling until I think he was thirty five or something like that. So I was like, I could do that. I could I could be like Diamond Dallas Page. But then I'm like, nah, no, nah, like the, I don't think so. I think that it's more of a young man's sport for one and two. Um, the competition to get into to pro wrestling to get at the level of aew or wwe is just so fierce right that, that i i don't think i would have a good shot at my age to do that so no <laughs> <laughs> do you have all right the ranking um all right which one do you what, what well what wrestling show are you watching more now nowadays is it aw uh roh was all types of stuff now tna like uh, so i was i was watching I was watching Impact, AEW, and, and WWE for a while. Uh, but their storylines were just getting so bad maybe like six months ago but on both shows that I just I couldn't tune in anymore. You know, I was like, this is – I'm just not paying attention to this. It's not grabbing my attention. So I haven't really watched it too much in, in months. I would say I, I gravitate more towards AEW because I, I'm more of a uh, like an independent fan. I don't necessarily like WWE's product. Right. Right. I, I, I don't like uh, I don't like how Vince McMahon likes to cartoonize everything. Right. But now that he's out of the picture, and and Triple H is, is running the show, basically, uh, I, I'm probably going to start watching it again. I just watched Extreme Rules last night, and some of the storylines were actually really good. They brought back some really good characters. Um, the Fiend. He just he came back last night. Ooh, he looks so, so, good. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, but yeah, I would say AEW and WWE and Impact Wrestling uh, is actually got a pretty good product, but I haven't watched that in, in quite some time either. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. You got, you got, you got any more? Qu- got a question, Vinny? Because I was going to ask like a lot more questions. You know, I won't be like. I won't. So uh, how fa- how long were you in the Navy for? I did my four years. Yeah, I joined in in 98, got out in 2002. 
How was your experience? I loved it. <clears throat> I think, uh, I actually honestly think that men, like almost all men should, uh, as soon as they turn 18, do at least one, you know, one enlistment in the military. Uh, it's, it's such a, a life experience that you just can't get anywhere else. And, uh, it really teaches you, uh, self-discipline, especially like in boot camp. you know, they just, they basically break you down, rebuild you, uh, from the ground up into, uh, you know, someone who has discipline and self-accountability and stuff like that. I mean, some guys don't get it. <laughs> some guys like go, go through their time in the military and they just, they still are, are screw ups or whatever, but. I think most guys get it. And, uh, and then when you get out, you have life skills that are marketable mm -hmm. that where you can actually get a, a decent job. Um, now, why didn't you, uh, why the four years and that extended? Because I was married. I was a dumb ass and, and got married my <laughs> uh, second year in. And so I went on, I went on a, a the, the first year of marriage with her, we were only together, uh, I think three months that year. So, okay. <laughs> oh, because I was, I was gone. Uh, I went away for a, uh, a rim pack exercise, they call it. And, uh, that's like where you go out for several months out on the coast of Hawaii and you do exercises with other countries. And then I came back for a month and then I was gone for like six months. And Ooh. so, so just being gone and being a blue pill simp guy, you know, like I, I got back and I was like, look. I don't care if we're living in a cardboard box. I want to be with you, you know? <laughs> and so I, I, at the end of my enlistment, I, I got out and went to college. I think that honestly, like money wise, it was a, the, a best, the best decision to do that. But uh, I loved it. I loved the Navy. I would have, I would have made it a career. I think if I wasn't married. Wow. Oh. Yeah, man. Love does some crazy shit, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Especially when you don't know any better. But uh, uh, my next question is, um, what like, all right, because because podcasting is something that's like taking over the world. How do you make your podcast stand out? Well, it, it's not hard. Uh, I I'll, I'll be perfectly frank with you, right? So, at, right at the beginning, when I was coming up with the idea for the podcast, uh, I started researching it. Started researching like what made podcasts successful. <clears throat> um. And the number one thing that kept coming up is consistency, right? Making sure that you publish your podcast on the same day at the same time every week. Because what you're, you have to think about it from your audience's perspective, your audience, <clears throat> I mean, although you can listen to a podcast anytime, which is nice, if your audience expects that your podcast comes out every Monday and they're, they listen to, let's say, a handful of different podcasts, they like to sort of pick the day of the week that they listen to your podcast so that they know that you drop your episodes every, uh, let's say Sunday, right? Um, they know, okay, well, I know Monday mornings I'm going to listen to their podcast or whatever. Right. So okay. that's, a, that's an important thing. And most podcasters don't do that. They, they look at podcasting like a hobby and they're just like, well, whenever I get inspired, I'll drop something. And that, that makes your audience tune out because you're not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Um, the other thing I would say is, uh, besides consistency is, uh, trying to niche down, right. A lot of people have podcasts where it's just, they just talk about any kind of random thing. Well, it's it, when you're first starting out, it's hard to build up an audience with any kind of random 
topic. So uh, it's really good. It's typically good to try to niche down as, as best you can so that you can build up an audience uh, of people that want to hear more on that of that topic. And then later after you, you, you branch out, you know, or after you get bigger, you can, you know, branch out, add more topics and stuff like that. But a lot of people hear like Joe Rogan's podcast and he talks to everybody. Well, you know, most people aren't Joe Rogan. So (laughs) let me ask you this question. So obviously you're on the subject of relationship with, you know, primarily, obviously, in the from the obviously from a man's point of view. Now, how do you deal with uh, with I guess you could say the backlashes for certain subjects and conversations that you and your guests talk about? Like, do you receive like DMs, hate mail, and all that? And if you do, like, how do you like respond to that? Whether you physically actually respond to them or how do you react like after you close your laptop and the day's over oh i embrace it uh (laughs) (laughs) so i don't i don't get i don't get a lot of hate dms uh no one's no one's ever emailed me i don't really put my email out there though uh but but i'll get I'll, i'll get the occasional hate dm mostly it's comments right like comments on instagram comments on tiktok Occasionally, like something on Twitter, maybe, but it's usually something in the comments. Now, YouTube comments are the most brutal. Yes, like, yes. Uh, <laughs> the, the, the trolls on YouTube are on a next level. They're like on steroids. I just like I laugh that off, man. Like if yesterday someone posted a comment on a video because I at the end of the series I'm doing, I'm saying smash that like button. You know, what it's very cliche, but you yeah. know what? People smash that like button when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> so smash that like button, give me a follow, blah, blah, blah. And this person's like, wrote out a, like a word wall. No, I will not be smashing that like button. That is the most cliche thing ever. I can't believe you did that. This is the, I don't like your tone. Your, your tone is coming across condescending and that, right. Just like this long diatribe of stuff. And I go, you know, just stopping what, and I reply back. I go, you know, um, just stopping what you're doing to write all this out would have it took way more effort than just smashing that like button or scrolling on. So, but because you commented, that still helps me in the algorithm. So thank you for that. <laughs> you know, now, so I don't, I don't mind about that kind of stuff, but on TikTok, TikTok, if you guys do TikTok at all, I do, I do, I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So TikTok is another animal. Uh, TikTok, <laughs> It, it, I, I don't I don't normally care about hateful comments because that will cause your video to blow up, right? The problem with TikTok is that they arbitrarily uh, enforce their guidelines, their community guidelines. So guys like me, where I talk about men's issues, uh, occasionally I will point out uh, negative aspects of being a woman. Uh, that kind of stuff is not tolerated on TikTok because they're a, a very liberal sort of left-wing platform. They're very much against bullying. Although women, feminists could go out there and bash men all they want, talk about how men should kill themselves and, and totally get a pass, right? Yeah. But if a guy does it, uh, you know, our accounts get put put on uh, suspension. Like right now, my account's on a, an account warning. Oh, man. And uh, this is my second account. And I've been trying to uh, color within the lines since my original account got banned last year. But but that's the thing is these 
like these trolls don't just comment on your video and and walk away they they comment on your video they will report your video for bullying or whatever then they will uh send your link they have like a whole underground where they send your link to their other liberal friends that will just mass report your video until it gets taken down oh, and then you get too, you get too much of that your whole account gets banned so you get deplatformed so on TikTok, if I see a negative comment like that, I immediately block them and delete the comment. <laughs> that's how I handle it on TikTok. Oh man, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. All right. So, all right. Another question. Like, with like promoting your podcast, what should you do first? Like, when you first drop your podcast. Like, how do you like put yourself out there? How do you? What do you do for that? Oh, like when an episode drops. Yeah, when an episode drops, how you should how you should handle. It. All right. So, uh, my episodes drop every Monday at five a.m. Uh, because I, I, I record ahead of time and then I, I schedule it out. So it, it like clockwork drops like drops at 5 a.m. Uh, my time every Monday. So I, I'll get up in the morning and uh, I will usually what I'm doing. I, I'm tr I've been experimenting with something lately, but usually what I'll do is I'll drop uh, the YouTube link to uh, to Facebook, Twitter and um yeah, Facebook and Twitter. So Facebook, my Facebook page to the 3% man group on Facebook. And then on Twitter, I will share the YouTube video on YouTube itself. Cause you can, you can take your videos and share it as a post and it shows as a community post that way um, that gets in front of more people. And then for like Instagram and TikTok, I'll post some kind of short form reel to, to uh, promote it. That's Monday. Uh, okay. Tuesday. Um, it, so so on, so on Mondays now, what I've been doing, guys, I've I've done like a short little audio clip of it with like a picture of my guest that's animated. Okay. That's not really working out that great. So I don't I don't I, I think we're going to go back to the old way of doing it. But uh, you know, usually I'll post some kind of clip of my guest, and then like it it'll cut over to a picture of of uh, Spotify. You know, the the actual podcast thing saying to tune in. Those don't get a lot of views either for whatever reason. So I don't know. I don't know what works for that. But on Tuesdays, I usually post like two or three clips from that episode um, as a short form content, like on Reels or, you know, YouTube Shorts or or, or TikTok. Uh, that those get the most, I think. Just having clips of your podcast episodes uh, at least once a week and have several of them that pe that sort of draw people into what you're talking about on the show. That that sure. does the absolute best. On Wednesdays, I'll post a clip, a long form clip of from my episode. So I'll clip out maybe, you know, two to three minutes worth of uh, an exciting topic. Right. And then okay. that that'll drop on Wednesdays. On Thursdays, I will drop a promo video on what's coming up for the next week. And then on Fridays, I drop another short two to three minute clip. Um, from the episode so all that together i'm promoting all week long for that one episode week long you promote it all right so when you uh promote like so you put the, the um the reels on youtube too yeah yeah i i upload as youtube shorts and that's if, if you guys want to get on on youtube absolutely post shorts right because youtube facebook and instagram are all competing with tiktok right now and tiktok is like just the king when it comes to short form videos. Well, you could, so they all made their own platforms to post short form videos now, but they're actively pushing them. 
on their people because, so they could compete with TikTok. And so if you make one clip, you know, one, you know, 30, 30 second to one minute clip and push it to all those platforms, like you'll, you'll get to your monetization mark. Uh, Cause you, you have to have a thousand subs before you can even start monetizing YouTube, but okay. you'll get, you'll get there so much faster if you do uh, YouTube shorts cause they're pushing shorts and those all count as watch time. So, oh. and uh, same with like, same with reels on, on uh, Instagram, Instagram's pushing reels really hard and the cool thing if you upload reels to instagram it'll automatically share that on on facebook so yeah i would say the short form videos and clips of your podcast is the way to go hmm. interesting the plot thickens <laughs> the plot thickens. and you could and if you didn't want to spend all week making these clips <clears throat> you can go on fiverr uh i don't do this but i i do other things on fiverr and you can hire a guy in India for like, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks to just, just send them links to your, your full length episode. Then they'll cut it up and can give you, give you up things to post on these platforms. So you don't have to do it. What did people yeah. do? That? <laughs> oh yeah. You, you guys have heard of Andrew Tate, right? It is hustlers university. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, all the videos that you see out there of Andrew Tate, they're almost, almost none of them are Andrew Tate posting those. Those are all his affiliates from, from Hustlers University, and almost all those guys turn around and sell those their video editing service to people. That's how they're they're hustling. That's how they're making their money. Oh, clever! Wow. Yeah, wow. And they just they use Andrew Tate clips as advertising for what they could do. Yeah. Oh, so clever. <laughs> clever. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I, well, you have a question. I'll ask another question, Vinny. You have one. No, you're good, man. You're good, man. All Shoot right. away, bro. All right. <laughs> I, I will hog. I will hog. I was like, yes, I want to talk to him. So, what? All right. What? Uh, what can? I, what five things a man can do right now to better himself? Oh, <clears throat> five things. Typically, I would say they only need four things. Basically, a guy needs to work on his, uh, his, his muscles, his money, his game, and his frame, right? So muscles is pretty easy. Go to the gym. Stop eating like shit, right? Okay. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'll I'll take that one step further though. You don't necessarily have to go to the gym. You just need to be better looking than the next guy. And it's not that it's not that hard in America because seventy five percent of people are are overweight, right? So if you just stop eating um, all the junk food, you get on a diet that you could be consistent with and lose some weight, like you'll do way, way much, way better than the next guy. Um, if you add some kind of physical fitness to that, you know, I like to do running. I lift weights too, but I, I mainly uh, like to do running. Okay. Uh, you know, but add some kind of physical fitness, you know, something that you like to do. So I have a, I have a, one of my clients, one of my Patreon clients, he likes to play hockey, you know? So great dude. Like he does that like multiple times a week. That's a pretty good exercise. Yeah. yeah. Do that and watch your diet and you, you'll be better looking than the next guy. Uh, working on money. Uh, money's, money's good, right? But there's, there's a couple of ways you could do that. You can look at uh, how to make more money, like how to get a better job. Um, okay. Yeah, a lot of that comes down to, to skills that employers want, right? So uh, my day job, I work at IT. It's pretty easy to go and spend a couple hundred bucks and get uh, you know, a new certification in something. 
And then if your boss doesn't want to give you a raise, then find a better job with those new certifications that you got. And right. a lot of a lot of employers will pay for certifications. So I look at certifications like like boob jobs, right? Women will have their current husband buy them a boob job and then they'll let their next boyfriend play with them. So the same thing goes with with your certifications. Get your current employer to 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 pay for your certifications and then find a new job that pays better that will utilize those certifications. That's a good way of doing it. Or you could minimize your lifestyle. Um, my friend, uh, Aaron Clary, he's uh, one of the Rule Zero panelists. He, uh, he has a whole course on minimalism. And if you minimize your lifestyle, you can still, you, don't, you can live within your means at your current, current level and have more you know, disposable income, okay. uh, which is a, another way of handling that situation. Uh, game, you know, learn how it, not just women respond to things, but how men respond to things, right? Like it's, it's, it's not that hard to learn stuff like body language, how to talk to people, a great book. Uh, I would say read books, right? Um, audio books is what I do. I, I, when I go to the gym, when I go for a run, when I drive my car, I'm listening to audio books. So it's, it's effortless education. Um, so uh, a really great book I think everyone should read is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. It came out like in the 1930s. It still applies today. Great book. Uh, will teach you how to just be more of a, a social being with other people. Um, and then, uh, so that was, uh, that was game. Uh, and then frame is your mindset, right? Uh, how you see the world and not letting other people influence how you see the world because <clears throat> if you have a real strong frame you see the world a certain way you act a certain way other people will fall into your frame right um it's just it, it's good to level up on in all four of those areas so i guess the fifth area would be books like read more books all right that's Benny. That's Benny. Benny. Benny reads. Oh, <laughs> I do sometimes. I mean, my man's a reader. My man's a reader. Read more books, guys. <laughs> but read, but like not, not just like novels, right? It's it, it's fine to read novels, but uh, read something educational. Because if you if you read a book like uh, The Millionaire Next Door, great book, actually teaches you like how real wealthy people. Most of the most of the rich people you see on TV with their McMansions and their like Bugattis and stuff like that, they're not real really rich. They're they're uh, they're they're credit card rich, right? They have a shit ton of debt. Uh, actual wealthy people that have very little debt but like have a lot of wealth, uh, they don't spend their money on dumb shit and they um, they live within their means and they read a lot. They like a m majority of rich people you'll find read probably at least a book a week. And so I, the easiest way to do that for anybody is, is with audio. Yep. Yep. Audiobooks, audiobooks are life, man. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Audible. It's not a promotion, but like, shout out to them, shout out to them man. Yeah. yeah. You guys should sign up for, for Audible's uh, affiliate program though. Cause then you could push Audible and, and get a kickback when people sign up. Oh, okay. I'll write that down. I'll write that down. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay, so all right, what's so? How do you make money with your podcast? Like, how do you do that? So that's uh, that's been a, a learning experience. Um, I get I get money from Anchor because I I host my the audio version on Anchor, and Anchor has their uh, you know their their built in Anchor ad. Yeah. 
So I get I get a little bit of money for that. It's not that much. I get I get money from uh, from YouTube monetization. I get like a little bit of money from TikTok, uh, TikTok's creator fund. Uh, but a majority, uh, actually, the, the the biggest way I monetize my podcast today is with Patreon. So I, I set up a Patreon back in June. Uh, I have different tiers available to people. And I've, I've structured it so that uh, the, the top three tiers are, are what people will go to the most, right? Because the, the middle tier is like you get unlimited tech support from me, right? Which is, I mean, that's a kind of a, a great deal. And it's only 25 bucks. But the next tier after that, you get that plus a phone call. And then the tier after that, you get you get all of that plus a Zoom call. So most people are like, well, why don't I just go to the premium tier and then I can get all that. And so that's that's really, I think, what's been uh, helping the podcast the most. And it's supported by my listeners, guys that uh, and one girl that really <laughs> that really like, uh, you know, what I'm putting out there and they're getting a lot of value out of it. So they want to support the show. And then this is just another way that I can I can help them. So. OK, so when do you think you should start a podcast for your Wow. Uh, I would say for for any kind of monetization, you need to build the audience first. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I would wait until you have, uh, you know, at least a decent, decent audience. And it doesn't have to be a, a big specific podcast audience. Mm -hmm. As long as you have a, uh, some kind of big audience somewhere, right? Like I think, you know, my people, people tune in, definitely tune in the podcast. I get, I get quite a bit of downloads from, from the podcast itself. I have a very, uh, you know, I guess loyal podcast following, but a majority of people that follow me follow me on on TikTok and, and Instagram and, and YouTube. YouTube, I have quite a few people too. So, uh, so those platforms, um, people aren't necessarily tuning into the long form stuff on YouTube. They they like to watch my shorts, right? So that's a, a bulk of my audience. Um, so I would say as long as you build up maybe a core like thousand people um whether it's on social media or the podcast itself once you have a good core 1000 people uh then you could launch a, a patreon and uh, <laughs> there's a guy i had my podcast named the business bully he's pretty big on on instagram <laughs> and business bully i i reached out to him and i was like hey man i'm getting ready to start a patreon what do you what do you suggest for that and he goes promote the shit out of it so that's so that's what I do. It, it, if you tune into my podcast now, uh, I I mentioned the the Patreon I think like three or four times, and then uh, in all my little you know reels, I have a little thing saying, "Hey, join my Patreon, DM me." And uh, people don't DM me like constantly, but it's enough that it's enough of the branding that people start thinking about it, and and it's usually maybe like people have to see it maybe like five or six times before they'll pull the trigger, and that's how that that's how branding works, but. Yeah, it's been working out great. Hey, man. Hey, that's that's dope, man. I'm proud. I'm happy for you, man. <laughs> that's, that was always one of like what podcasts like. Cause podcast, I love like hearing people perspectives on how how they got their podcast being and stuff like that, and then what they did. It's just, like it's different. Like there's a different answer like each time, but it's still like a consistent like do you do this, do this, do this, just like yeah, yeah. I would say like so like smaller channels, smaller podcast i started looking into that like how do they monetize you know and it's usually selling some kind of service you know some kind of coaching uh that's a, that's a big thing is selling coaching which is what i'm doing through the patreon but i mean once you get to a certain level 
on like YouTube, you know, maybe you have a hundred thousand followers or whatever. You get that. I think it's what a silver play button. Uh, YouTube mm-hmm. paying you pretty good just in, in advertising revenue at that point. So you don't necessarily need to do Patreon or anything like that. But but smaller guys like it's it's probably the best way to to do it is offer something, you know, something of value that uh, that people will pay for and they'll pay for it. You just gotta be good at sales, you know. Ah, uh, uh, all right for like all right for your for your uh for you. What are five things you look for in, in like? And when listen to a podcast, like what's something you notice? Like five things you notice right off the bat. Oh, they have to, they have to sort of hook my attention in the in the first couple of minutes, right? So <clears throat> that that's one. They have to have decent audio quality. Although I can I could listen to a podcast that doesn't have the best audio quality. I'm I'm not a total audiophile that way. As long as they're saying something interesting. Um, it's got to be something. It's got to be a topic that that I'm interested in, right? So I I listen to one of my favorite podcasts is Talk Is Jericho. Yes, uh, that's, 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 that's a good one. <laughs> you listen to that? I love it. I love Talk Is Jericho. Oh, Jericho's the he's he's the great greatest man. Um, <laughs> he's one of my top five wrestlers, maybe. Yeah. So so. Same. So t- the reason why I like talk is Jericho though is because he talks about t- subjects that I'm interested in. He talks about um, you know pro wrestling. Obviously, he'll talk about paranormal stuff. Yeah, that's my that's that's like I love like how he talks about like paranormal and like things. Wrong. I love that. I love that about him. Yeah, he'll talk about paranormal stuff. Uh, if he talks about like if he has a band member on or he talks about whatever about music, I don't really care about that, so I don't I won't tune in that week. But you know he just. But he talks talks about subjects I care about, and then, uh, man, I think another thing that will make me tune into a specific podcast is based on the guest. So if if it's if it's a, a celebrity or someone that I I like and they're going to be on a podcast, I'll listen to that because I I like to hear behind the scenes stuff from people. Oh yeah, it's so much different when you see them on like a, a interview on a television like uh, coverage. But when you're on the podcast, whining and dining, smoking cigar, weed, or drinking, you're loosened up, and you'll yeah, you'll get the nitty gritty about that person, and I love that. Oh yeah, definitely. And then I think what makes a, a good podcast uh, when when they have guests on is how well they interview. Mm. You know, and and so for my podcast, I I do a lot of interviews, and um, man. Who was the guy? Larry King. Larry King is probably the greatest interviewer of all time. So oh, I he goes straight in. Oh my god, dude, <laughs> he is ruthless when he interviews. When he did, obviously, but well, oh, he one, is, the, oh, one of the things I like about him though is he he uh, when he left CNN, he went to RT for a while, which is like you know Russian television, and mm-hmm. he was he was being interviewed by one of their normal uh, anchors and. They said, well, you know, if your guest has a different point of view, like, don't you like try to call him out on it? And don't you try to like basically uh, argue with them? And so it, when he goes, no, no, that's uh, that's not my job as an interviewer. My job as an interviewer is not to be biased towards one way or the other. My my job is to ask them questions and get my guest's point of view on it. 
It's not a debate. Yeah, it's a literally interview. Yeah, and so I took that to heart when I when I started interviewing people on my podcast. And I, I have people on all the time that are you know very blue pill thinking still. They're you know I don't agree with what they say, and I don't sit there and call them out on it. I just ask them you know a question. They they put out their point of view on it, and then I go okay you know. <laughs> and and then at the end of the show, when I when I record my my outro, I might I might call it out then and say, well, I disagree with them on that, but it's you know I like talking to people that have a different opinion. You know, it's okay. That's good. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong. With that. We can agree, disagree. No. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was like. I was like, because like that's not like my favorite thing about like interviewing people at like different all different types of like perspectives. I just want to know what's going on what they're thinking because i don't know like a lot of stuff like that but i like learning about like certain things yeah and you can only you can only really learn something when you get other perspectives and then make your own decision you know facts facts so true so true so true so true but uh we usually ask well we ask you like do you have a question for us any questions for us how long so this was your 70th 70th episode 71 oh wow what made you guys start doing this podcast because we we always had like these crazy interesting conversations always outside like from eating dinner or just gaming and tevin always said like we should start a podcast and at that point in the, in our lives like everybody's like schedule and life was like so much more hectic and different and eventually he literally just told me he was like all right all right this weekend we are doing it we are doing it and we finally got to that point and it's you know it's, I, I say and i'll always say it thanks to tevin like to actually like, like say hey we're doing it this day and he was like always a catalyst man tevin's like one of the greatest humans i've ever met in my fucking entire life he knows how to talk communicate he's a fucking great human being and it's so awesome to do this show with him yeah i just i thought benny would be perfect because we're he's so i like smarter than me like so if i Shut up. I like I work on people that smarter than me or talking to people. I just always get like I try to be uncomfortable and not care what people think. So just I just like uncomfortable and learning what can I learn. Like like what what can I be taught or like learning new things or new experiences. I kinda of like the podcast would be great because we all have different views, but like he doesn't like he he's the first kid kind of person that kind of was like I he, he disagree and not he didn't come off like a jerk. He came off like, like he just said like probably just like about something. I was like, wow, it can't be done like kind of like I was like, wow, I can't like we could actually have a conversation and be civil, like topics or like wrestling because wrestling heating or like anything it could get real heated <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, Andy was like the first person I was like, oh, this is kind of like. But I like how he's different than me, and like how, like what, whatever he does, like how he talks. I love how he talks. How he just like it, it, I was like, I want to be like that, you know. I want to sound smarter. That's how I want to. I always want to be like. I always want to better myself, you know. I'm not like you know. You always, you always a student. That's what I say. And don't be afraid to be embarrassed. So I was just like, fuck, doing it. Like I don't care what happens. I'm just gonna post it everywhere and see what happens. Just do. It. But what happened happened. Been fun. That's good. So, uh, let's see. Do you guys drop weekly then? Yeah, uh, every Monday at like twelve a.m. You know? Okay. Okay. So, uh, so you guys basically started what tail tail end of pandemic kind of stuff? Yeah, kind of, yeah around then. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it's funny. In 2020, everyone started a podcast, but not yeah. everyone's kept up with it because, uh, you know, it, it's podcasting really isn't for everybody. People think it is, but yeah. there's yeah. There, there's a lot of a lot of effort that goes into yeah. making a podcast, and uh, a lot of people, you know, they get discouraged when they they can't build an audience, and I think that's that's probably the hardest thing about podcasting is yeah. building that audience. Yeah, because, like, it's kind of crazy how you hear about people, like, listen to your episode. Like, if you just listen, like, I was just happy to get one view. Like, I didn't even care about, like, a thousand or whatever. I just want one person to, like, listen to it. I didn't even care. It was just one person. Just to press that play button, man. That's all I wanted. That's all I, that's all I wanted. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like, people that, like, like listen to your podcast and just, like, tell you, I like your podcast. Like, oh, wow. That's weird. But it's just, like, this. But it's been fun. Like, I mean, I think it's fun. Like, it's whatever. Like, I don't care about, like, the money. I just want to do it. I just like doing it. And, with... and we are committed because I, my job, I'll be I'll be out of the uh, state. I'll be West Coast, East, like, North, South. Doesn't matter. We always do the show. Yeah. We make Doesn't it a... matter. Sunday. So was... We always do it. We always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing I like about podcasting, too, is it's, it's therapeutic, right? Like, you, you get these women that hate men's podcasts, and it... They say, oh, they'll literally spend, you know, a thousand dollars on podcast equipment, but they won't go see a therapist. It's like, well, this is my therapy, you know, <laughs> well, talking well, to other dudes. So Great. do you know the author, uh, Chuck Palahniuk? Uh, what did he make? What did he write? Fight Club. I know Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, he was on, I mean, I love his work and all his other books too, but he was on Joe Rogan twice and each time he always expressed like he always asked like Joe Rogan always asked why did you write Fight Club? Well, what was the initial purpose? And he will say like like women will always have these they will always have these book clubs where they all get together and talk. Mainly it wasn't even about talking about books, it was just talking about their daily life. It was therapeutic for them. Yeah. But like he'll always say like men didn't have that 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 thing to make him feel vulnerable so when he wrote fight club he wrote a book about how much society has destroyed the men's mentality whether it was with consumerism and just the stress of like having to be the man of the house be the man of everything and like how much it like broke down these men from being this primal like emotional being so when he wrote Fight Club, he wrote it to a point where it was just like, obviously there's a there's a twist, obviously at the end, but like the center was like, men get together, we beat the shit out of each other, we feel good about it, we can release all this stress that life has done for us. So to have podcasting and have like people like saying like, why would you waste a thousand dollars on a laptop when you could just do this and that? It's like, well, this gives me the tools to talk to people that I will never had the had the chance to ever talk to. Because you know, there's people that we all talk to that were from Canada, from freaking Europe. I mean, like we get the chance to talk to other men and other people in general that are like us, but are in just different different parts of the world. But we all have the same issues, and it's really it's cool. It's awesome. It's therapeutic, like you said. Yeah, yeah, I I I love being able to talk to guys from all over the world. I just, I just had a guest on a couple of weeks ago that lives in Russia. Uh, I've talked to a bunch of guys up in Canada now. I've had a guy from Chile on my show. Like oh. it's dudes from all over the world. They they literally are experiencing the same stuff that we are. That's all. Yeah, it's you know just a different coat of skin. I mean, that's really the only difference in in most cases. It's the same issues. I mean, like 
it's 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 wild. It's 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 crazy. You think your world is so small? It's like no. Trust me, the world is big, and trust me, we see, we all deal with kind of the same bullshit from time to time. <laughs> but yeah, I really think like as a society, like men are like always looked to be this all powerful being. It's like you know what? Sometimes it's okay to be vulnerable, and like I've never been shameful to to show my true emotions to another man. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, we're all humans. We're all brothers. Like, come on. Like, there shouldn't be... You shouldn't bash a man for showing his emotions. Like, because that's how, that's how fucking crazy shit happens if you bottle all those feelings up. And it's good to, like, let loose in, in a controlled environment, obviously, with your peers. Yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, a lot of guys don't have friends outside of their relationships, right? They, they have their wife, they have their girlfriend, and then they, they sort of... When guys get into a relationship like that, they sort of stop hanging out with other dudes. And when yeah. that happens, they they then sort of look to their girl as like their only outlet to talk to the talk to about their feelings. And uh, you know, women always say, "Oh, we wish that guys would talk to us about their feelings and be more emotional," but that's a fucking lie. Like they uh, women do not care about men's feelings. Uh, if you, they might care initially, they might want to care. They might actually think that they care, but if you are constantly going to your girl about your 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 problems and you don't have any solutions with it, uh, she's going to lose attraction for you because because women want their man to be their rock. And if you're not being her rock, then she's going to look for another guy that can be her rock and they will. But lose. like it, it's it's good to have that friend like that, that friend group that yeah. people that, that, you know, you can. Like, I saw a meme, and it's so relatable. It's like, friends nowadays, like, friends nowadays will send each other memes, and then one day call the other screaming. It's like, it's true. It's like, you need that, like, because a woman, and it's vice versa, too. A woman doesn't understand what a man goes through, same as a man doesn't know what a woman's going through. Yeah. So guess who you could go to? The same sex. Yeah. Yeah, and, the, and, the, and, I, and I will say that... Uh, yeah, men definitely need to find a good uh, group of other men, whether it's virtual like this, you know, or in person. It's good to go in person, though. It's fun to meet up with dudes, uh, mm -hmm. you know, every once in a while. I have a, I have a couple of guys around here that I've made friends with. Um, but women, they need to have a good circle of good women friends, right? And I'm not talking about their hoe friends. Because, because but the same with guys, right? Like a guy who's married has no business going out with a guy who's like a fuckboy right now, and all he does is go around and pick up chicks. That's like, awkward as fuck. It's right? awkward. It's, 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 it's bad for relationships. But women, like sometimes their their girlfriends are all like divorced and bitter, or they are they're they're you know still in their hoe phase or whatever. And women will drag down other women into their misery worse than anybody. So I like my girlfriend, if she wants to go, I, I it's not like I, I tell her what to do, but uh, I have these boundaries and she knows that if she's going out with ho, ho friends, like I'm leaving her like that, this, this isn't going to happen, you know, and she she's more than welcome to do that, but she can't be in a relationship with me if she does that. Um, but if, but she doesn't, she knows that and she respects me. So she, uh, she, she does have some, like, she's a nurse. So she has some ho nurse friends. She just doesn't hang out with them outside of work, but she has other women that, uh, that she works with that have really healthy marriages. She, she's, 
hangs out with them and I totally encourage that. Like, please do, <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah. We, we need I mean, our own circle of friends. Yeah. It's like, I, I, I I'm not going to hang out with, cause I have, I will have coworkers that are big drug addicts. Doesn't mean I, I will not go out and hang out with them because I know that's trouble. I'm not going to be around that. Not for the fact that I'm going to do drugs. It's the fact that I don't know what's going to come out of this, whether, you know, I could die. I mean, honestly, like I'm not going to hang out with people that are bad influences, whether, whether that's it's to me to or to like, or like to me or to my best friends. Like, you know, I'm not going to disrespect them by hanging out with people that are going to hurt me, you know? Like it's respectful, even in like relationships, like not intimate, but even like friendships, like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a smart way to live life. But I have a uh, so we have a uh, usually a question uh, later down in the show. So like uh, we always like to ask our guests, what are you listening to music wise, like lately? Music wise, I don't listen to a lot of music. I I'm not a big music. Fan per se. Uh, that's why I love I love Pandora because if mm -hmm. I do hear a song uh, that I like, I can go on Pandora and, and put that song on or or type in the, that song, and they just play me random stuff that's similar, and I'm I'm happy with that. Right, but I'll, I, I I'll fix this. I'll fix this. What is your top like? Give me your top five favorite wrestling interesting song. <laughs> Well, uh, so, so I'm getting back. Uh, let me get back to that though. So, oh. so I mentioned I like I love Chris Jericho, right? Yeah. His, his band Fozzie is probably my favorite band. Uh, oh. So I I love his his latest album or not his latest album. He just dropped a new one, but uh, his album Judas mm -hmm. is fucking fire, man. Yes, yes, he's good. He's good. Yeah, but you know what's uh, funny about that is all of his previous albums I don't think did that well. Oh. But 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 for Judas, um, he hired a a music writer to write and produce for them. Someone that has like written other music for you know big bands and stuff like that. And that's what caused Judas to be like a number one downloaded song. Yeah. Oh, so it's like so when 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 Chris and his band decided, you know what, maybe we're not music writers. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Maybe we're just music players. Uh, then they they mm -hmm. blew up. So I, I there's some there's a lesson there. And uh, so yeah, I, I went and saw them a couple of months ago. I took I took Nurse Chick over to Denver and we we watched them live. Uh, so yeah, I like I like that kind of music. I listen to all kinds of music though. I listen to rap. I listen to country music. Uh, I, I pretty much the only thing I won't listen to is polka music. I think, but uh, but yeah, right now I like I really like Fozzie's music. <laughs> Fozzie's good. Fozzie's good stuff. Good stuff. Do you, uh, do you have a podcast? Do you have a podcast you listen to? Like your favorite? Yeah. Uh, Talk is Jer Jericho is probably uh, the biggest one. I used to listen to a bunch of different wrestling podcasts. Okay. Uh, I used to listen to uh, Conversation with the Big Guy, uh, which was Ryback's uh podcast when he first left WWE. That was <laughs> really good. Uh, but it went through all these iterations over the years that I, I, I don't listen to anymore. I think now he calls it the Ryback show. But uh, yeah, back then it was called Conversation with the Big Guy. He had his uh, his agent on, Pat Buck. And those guys would actually have really good topics and stuff like that. I used to really like that's where I got the idea of listening to audiobooks was oh. from from Ryback, of all people. And 
but so yeah, I, I pretty much like listening to wrestling podcasts. I might tune into a, an occasional episode, uh, you know, maybe like a guest of mine um, that's coming up. I'll listen to an episode with them so that I can write down notes to ask them questions for my show. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, pr- pr- pretty much talk is Jericho would <laughs> would be the only other podcast I listen that, to. That, right that's, that's, a, that's a banger. That's a banger. That's a banger. What about what are you listening to this week, Benny? What are you listening to? Uh, so it's uh, Spotify is at its end of the year almost. Uh, so the yearly wrap up shit. So I've been heavy on. Uh, <laughs> I feel guilty, but I don't give a shit. But I've been listening a lot to my my Beatles a lot, lot more. The I Beatles. I'm a big Beatles fan, man. Huh, big, what, big. what do you like about the Beatles? Oh well, I mean. So it's 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 crazy because one of my good friends recommended to me, and obviously like everyone has heard of the Beatles, but like he said, listen to them. So I listened to them deeply, and just the evolution of music during that time and how much came out of them was phenomenal. And also it's just their personalities and each of the songs that they sang. Like you knew this was a Paul song, you knew this was a George song, you knew this was a a Ringo song, and. It was just a lot of a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Technically, what they did with music too back in the '60s was so revolutionary that it, it it just changed like music as a whole. And then when anytime I hear somebody says Beatles are overrated, I get into this weird nerd rage where I'm just like, listen, no, 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 and spit up all this fact that eventually they will just walk away. And it's just. I don't know, like especially with the whole love, love aspect too, with relationships. They're big on that aspect too because there were just a bunch of kids who wanted to be known and loved from Liverpool, and even to the day that they broke up, I mean, they were still singing their hearts out, whether it was to their newly loved or to the ones that never they they haven't seen yet. And it's just I don't know. Every song I hear, they're just having fun, and they just they warm my heart, honestly. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Especially some of the most iconic covers, too. I mean, like, geez, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club playing, Abbey Road, Work of Arts. <laughs> uh, what about you, Tev? Uh, I listen to The Runaways a lot. Joe Jet, some Joe and Jet stuff. And wrestling songs for Jim. But other than that, yeah, just Joe and Jet and wrestling songs. <laughs> to do. But yeah, it's just been laughing. Just, just something different. Something different. I always like to run away, but I haven't heard in a while. So I was like, you know, just run away. But yes, this has been an awesome episode. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, man. Anytime. Appreciate you coming on, Paul. Man, this has been actually a really good like experience. Like the fact that we got somebody that obviously has way different opinions to come on the show and just disprove all the haters out there that yeah bro like look we're just guys we're just chilling we're talking we're having a great time there's no arguments yeah that's the way that's the way to live life man there's no reason to like people will like you know during uh the, the presidential ele- elections and stuff like that they're like oh you you like this guy i'm blocking you it's like we've been friends for 30 years <laughs> what like, what are we doing here? It's stupid. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I was at your mom's house, bro. Like, I ate your mom's house. This is crazy. This you can't act like this. You cannot act like this. But yeah, man. 
I love your podcast. I think you're I think you have like it's crazy, man. I love it. I love your podcast. I think you're doing an amazing job. And I'll love you having you on again. Anytime you want to come on and talk about whatever you want. We talk about cheese. It don't matter. I don't care. <laughs> Wrestling, whatever. But uh thank you. Uh tell us where they can find you. Um, so people can go to comeonmanpod.com uh and pretty much find all my socials there. Uh they can find you know links to their favorite podcast platform there pretty much uh i'm trying to build up my instagram though so if people can follow me on instagram i'm at come on man podcast on instagram that would be great okay benny where can they find you they can find me on instagram at benny j blanco and on twitter at the benny j blanco and it's getting cold your heart is freezing and if you want to read a beautiful book about love adventure and music Go buy my book, Benny Boy. That's B-E-N-N-I-E-B-O-Y, exclamation mark. It is shouting at you. It's available on Amazon, and it's available digitally and physically. What about you, Sailor? You can find me at SailorGaze18 everywhere, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere you can find me. Also, don't forget to drink your water, please. Drink your water and go outside. Have fun. Enjoy your day. Uh. Paul, do you have anything you want to say to the people? Like uh, a tip for the day? A tip for the day? A tip for the day. Uh, get off your ass and get to the gym. Oh, okay. I'm, 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 yep, do that. Go to the gym. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Take it easy. Right. Bye, guys.